but before before that, however, I really want to talk about, uh, talk about or, or share God's faithfulness. God is faithful. He's so faithful. How many of y'all believe that? He's faithful. It does not matter what happened in life. He's faithful. He does what he say he will do. He won't do what he say he will not do. He, will, he is a God of mercy. He is a God of love. He's a God of blessings. He is a God of everything. Because he is God, no one can be ever like him. I am so thankful that I believe in God. How many of you are thankful? How many of you are thankful that you believe in God, that you are a Christian? How many of you are thankful? I, I, I think you can do better than that. I think you can do better than that. Amen. Amen. What sets us apart from the world that we live in right now is because the God that we believe in, the God who is in heaven, he knows exactly what is happening day and night without sleeping. He who keeps Israel does not sleep or slumber. He keeps watch on us every single moment. He would never leave us or forsake us because he's our God. He watches us when we are asleep. He watches us when we are awake from the morning to the, to, to the day and at night. He is always there even though we don't recognize that. But he's God and that's what he does. He's a good shepherd. He's a good shepherd. He shepherds his flock. He shepherds his sheep. He shepherds his people because he is God. And he invited us to come to him. And we say yes and accepted his invitation. Now, we belong to the kingdom of God. We live on this earth in the flesh. But our eternal home is up there somewhere. How many of you believe that? It's in the kingdom of God. Where there are no tears, no pain, no sickness, no disease. Where the glory of God is manifested every single day of the moment. We will be with the angels and all the saints worshiping God every single moment. Seeing him in all his, his glory and his amazing beauty. That is what we are called to do and to be, ladies and gentlemen. Because we are called and to be like that, we won't wait until we get to heaven. We will do it right here, right now in this room. Everybody say amen. We will do it here, right now, right here. Whatever we are, we are going to live the way we want to worship God every single moment. God is amazing. So how do we do it? There is a promise that God speaks to his people all the time. The one thing that we all, I always want to see, I always want to remember every single moment of my life, especially when there are some things that just don't go the way we want it to go. I want to remember a whole bunch of uh, verses and promises from God. The first one I've, I selected for this uh, Sunday service is, for I am the Lord, I do not change. Everybody say period. I'm going to repeat for you. For I am the Lord, I do not change. How many of you, be honest, you don't have to raise your hand. I mean, someone that you really, really trusted, someone that you really depend on, and then all of a sudden, one time, once upon a time, they turned their back on you. They walked away. When you thought they were your best friends, you didn't find them the way you expected them. They were your BFFs. You went to lunch together. You even went to church together. You even attended services together. You even went to evangelize together. But before we know it, there was a time that they turned their back away. And before you know it, you're alone. That is okay. Because they're human beings and they will do that. That would happen. 
But not with God. Amen? Not with God. That's what David said. My mother and my father may leave me, may forsake me, but God says, God loved me. He received me. This is the promise that continues to appear over and over again in the book of uh, uh, the uh, book of um, Malachi, and that's what I just read for you. The next one I want to read is from uh, Isaiah chapter fifty-five, verse three. It says, "I'm going to cut the time. I have twenty nineteen minutes. Nineteen minutes. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. I will make an everlasting love promised to David. He promises." He establishes a covenant with his people. And then he said, I will keep it. I will keep it. I will keep it. Think about that for a moment. God is saying, I will keep it. I said it. I made a promise with you. I made a covenant with you. I know I made it. And we agreed. We, come to ter- we came to terms. I will keep it. Nothing was, is going to fall. Nothing is going to fall. Further down in the same chapter, it says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and not from, return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seeds for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out of from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, void, but it will accomplish for the purpose that I sent it for. In other words, God says something, it will not return to him void. Whatever he said... It will come with power, with blessings, with energy, with everything that God intended it to be. Everybody say amen. amen. How, many of you, how many of you have said, can you say that God spoke to me? There, there was a time that I really clearly said that God spoke, say something to me. That's apart from the Bible. That you know that in your life, God said some words to you. That you heard it. And God, God gave you that assurance, that promise that this is what I'm going to do for you. This is what I will do for you. How many of you? Just think about that for a moment. If he said that, if you heard it, and it, it is from God, it will flourish. It may take time, but it will flourish. It will come to pass. It definitely will flourish. As we continue to read the promises of God and the covenants of covenants God, the, the, there is one part that actually really blows my mind. This is the one from the book of Genesis from chapter 12. I think everybody knows, knows who I'm talking about. Abraham or Abraham. This is such a beautiful start to talk about faith because this is what the, the Bible says. The Lord had said to Abraham, it's spelled A-B-R-A-M in the English version. It says, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I'll bless you. I'll make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those that bless you and curse that curse you. And, I, and all peoples on earth will be blessing because of you. There will be blessings through you. Every one of us sitting right here in this room, whether we believe it or not, we are all descendants of Abraham's faith. Through Abraham, we received God's blessing. Let me tell you something that really blows my mind every time I read this verse. Normally, we don't talk about this. We stay on verse 1 and 3, but we don't look at verse 4 a whole lot. This is why. It says, and then Abraham left. I don't know how many of you actually stopped and said, wait a minute. He just heard 
from God that he does not know. He just heard a voice telling him to leave his, to leave his family, his country, his whatever he has, whatever he owns, whatever property he has, to leave. And then and he, he gets the promise that I'll bless you. I'll make you, I'll make you great. And then leave. And then he just leaves. No question. There is no who, you, who are you? Who are you telling me to leave my place, my family, my country? Who, where do you come from? Can you tell me who you are? I mean, where are you? Where is this voice coming from? There is no question about that. That's what makes Abraham's faith so amazing because without asking, without debating, without sitting there and trying to figure out where all the sound comes from, he leaves. Wow. He leaves. Because of that one important step in his journey, God blesses Abraham, and then he blesses us through him. And I'll come later on how it comes to be that us right now, as we're living here on this earth, right here in this room, how we are able to share this blessing. I've also learned, because Abraham believed, it was counted as righteousness for him. Abraham believed that the God that called him is a true God. He's the only true God. And there is no other God but him. And then it says, do you know, do you know the, uh, the Hebrew word says imuna or emuna? It's very close to eminet. Emuna, eminet, I said. Maybe it may be close, but you know what? I'll just leave that for you to, to find out and search it for yourself. But it is very, very close to what we say, uh, the word eminet. The Hebrew writer reminds us that faith, what faith does. For example, if I ask you, hold your hand up. Everybody stretch your hand up like this. Everybody, time to everyone, put your hands on like this. Now, if I said, I just put a dime on your, on your hand. Look at your palm. Is there, is there a dime? Is there a dime? No, there is. But you looked, right? You looked to see if there was one because I told you to look. Abraham did not do that. God said, here, what, here is what I'm going to give you. He said, yes, I'll take it. There is no questioning. There is, there is no reasoning to stop and say, you know what? First of all, I have this large family with me. I, have, I, have, I mean, a large family. I'm, I'm okay with the family that I have. I don't think I should live, leave this place. I, I don't think that, that was his, his reason. He didn't ask any, any, any of that. But so he believed. Going down further down, uh, no, before, before that, I, I want to stay on this verse real quickly. Uh, because um, it's very important for us, to, for us to know why. Abraham did not see it. He just believed it. He didn't see it. The key word is he did not see it. The Hebrew writer tells us that this, the Hebrew writer receiving things with hope and confidence that we received it already. I have it. I have it. It's God that spoke. He speaks, and it will happen. It will materialize. It will never return to him void, according to what we just read. And then Peter says in 2 Peter, no, sorry, before that, let me uh, go back to chapter 17 of uh, chapter uh, 12 of verse 17. It says, I will make you a great nation. Kings will come out of your offsprings. Kings will come out of your uh, offsprings. This is the highest this is the highest authority on earth. A king. Kings will come out of you, Abraham. There will be kings. These are like the highest people on the entire earth. Can you believe that? 
Now, do you think Abraham will, will, will say, no, I don't think so. I'll change my mind. I'll think about it. There is none of that. He said, I'll take it. I'll take it. You're going to make my children kings? You know what? I'll just sit in the back somewhere. Let them rule all over the world. And, and I, I have I'm no problem with that. I'll take that, right? And then he, that's what he did. And then Second Peter, it says, um, we are chosen. Everybody say, I'm chosen. I'm, say that you mean it. Say, I'm chosen. Say one more time. Everybody say, I am a royal priesthood. Say one more time. Everybody say, I'm a holy nation. I'm not saying that to you. The, God, the word of God is saying to you, to all of you, whether you are two-year-old or 29 or 99 years old, but God is saying to you that you are a holy nation. He also said you are God's people called out of darkness into his marvelous light. That is who we are. Everybody say, that is who I am. Can you say that like you mean it? That's who I am. Because that's what God said that we are. Second Peter, First uh, Peter chapter two just verified that because we believed in Jesus Christ, Abraham's blessings came through. We are blessed through Abraham's blessings. Abraham's blessing is through Jesus Christ because we believe in Jesus Christ. That everything God has for Abraham is everything is now for us. Everybody say Amen. Say one more time. Please say one more time. Even now. Even now, do you know there is just word after word, promise after promise. There is a affirmation after affirmation. There is a confirmation after confirmation that allows us to be able to know that we cannot just stand on one word. I need more. I need more. I need more confirmation. I need more. I need, I need to hear more. I need to see more. That way, I, that way God will know that I need, I need a lot more than what he's just saying to me. I need a lot more. Sometimes, unfortunately, even though we have so many confirmations from the Word of God, even people will come and tell us or will pray for us, we still won't receive it because we doubt, we hesitate whether or not this is actually true, truly from God. But God is saying this. In Psalms 127, going back to our children again, it says, children are indeed a heritage from the Lord. Everybody say amen. Everybody say I'm a heritage. You are a child of a parent, right? All of us right here, we are a child of a parent, right? So everybody say, I'm a heritage. Say one more time. And I need you to think about your parents when you said, I'm a heritage. Seriously, because they are a heritage too. And the fruit of the womb in his reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be put to shame when he confronts the enemies at the gate. Wow. Blessed. Everybody say, blessed. Say it one more time. I only heard two people say it. Everybody say, blessed. Now say, blessed. That there's two things, right? We say, blessed because we are blessed. Blessed is the God of our Father in heaven. Amen? So it says, we will not. Uh, sorry, I jumped too fast. He will not be to shame when he confronts the enemies at the gate. That means while we are, we are here on earth, we have, a, we have a promise. Our promise is that when we, are, we confront our enemies, whatever in whatever shape or form they come, if we confront our enemies, they lose every time. Everybody say period. They lose 
Every time, I like that, Bercy is laughing at me. Every time we confront in whatever, uh, keep in mind, our enemies, the Bible is really clear when it tells us in, in Ephesians chapter 6 that we do not wrestle with flesh and blood, right? When friends come up to you and say something to you, you, you need to keep in mind, it's not friends, it's the, friend, it's, it's the spirit behind them that's fighting against you. When you are at your job and somebody's trying to take your job, your work, and trying to do all kinds of things, so you lose your job, it's not the person, your boss, or whoever is jealous of you that's trying to make you lose your job, it's the spirit right behind them. When you are out in the world, you're trying to conquer this and then that, that God has given you a vision, but someone sends you an email saying that you will never, never, never never be able to amount to that because you don't have whatever you need but that's not the person it's not the email against you it's the spirit behind the email that's fighting against you but thank God everybody say thank God the God who believed who knew who, who had called us to be in Christ believe in Christ and know Christ and have eternal life for, through him gave us power to overcome every battle on this earth. The Bible says we are overcomers through Christ who loved us. Think about for a moment right now. Think about for a moment, a time that, that, that you struggled, okay? Doesn't matter, whatever it is, that you, know, I wish, you say that, I wish I can just overcome. I wish I can just, just do something with this. It just keeps coming up. It just keeps popping up. And I just want to get rid of it. It just keeps coming over and over again. I just wish I can get rid of this once and for all so I ever, don't ever have to fight it again. Think about that. And then think about what the Bible says. We are overcomers. So nothing that's formed against you shall prosper. Period. You're right saying nothing. Say one more time. I know you're tired. I know you're about to, to go and eat some good food, whatever you are going to eat. But right now, you, you have to say to yourself, nothing, everybody say, no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. Never. That's joy itself. That's peace. Further down in Psalm 7, 8, verses 1 through 4, it says this, and I'm going to read it really quickly so we'll have time to pray. Give ear all my people to my instruction. Listen to the words of my mouth. It says, I will open my mouth in parables. I will earn things hidden from the beginning that we have heard and known. Please listen to me very quickly. Look at the next part. And that we have heard and known. And our fathers have relayed to us. We will not hide them from their children. But will declare to the next generation the praises of the Lord and his might and the wonders he had performed. We will not hide them from their children. What he is telling us is that there is a blessing. There is a power that's made known to us through God, through this amazing God, this powerful, overcoming God. There is something that we've heard. We've heard of his glory. We've heard of his power. We have heard of his miracles. We've heard how wonderful he did, what he did for the people of Israel, and how he departed the sea and allowed them to be able to escape over 400 years of slavery. We heard how he poured down manna from heaven and fed his people. How for 40 years they didn't have, they have shoes and they have clothes on their backs and were able to make it all the way to the land of the promise because we heard all of this. We were not going to hide these. We're going to pass it on. Everybody say, pass it on. Say it one more time. Pass it on. Those of you who are hearing me this right now, all of you have, if your children, are not, if you're a parent, your children are not here, 
especially you let them know of the things of God, the good things that God says and God does all the time. Even now, the promise stands. Everybody say the promise stands. The blessing stands. Sometimes we may feel, I just don't feel it. I just, I just don't, I just don't grasp this promise, this power, that, this promise, this blessings that God has for us. I just don't see it. I don't, just don't feel it. But you don't have to. But you don't have to. There are disruptions. These things happen. There are, there are distractions. We see them happen. The, the world that we are in is filled with disruptions and distractions. And then promises that are made now and, and then broken later. The government does that. The world does that. Our neighbors does that. Our leaders do that. This happens all the time. We are constantly bombarded with bad news that are happening, taking over our world. But Jesus said, truly I'll tell you, while you are in this world, you'll have tribulations. So that's nothing new. Even before we were born, Jesus put it right here on this Bible to let us know, now that we know. Now I know. So that is why that's happening in Asia. Is that what's, what's happening in Ethiopia? That is what is happening in, in South Africa. Whatever capacity or magnitude it may have, whatever is happening, there is nothing hidden from God. But he is saying, take heart. He wants to take heart. Say one more time. What does it feel like only I can, have, I can hear this side of the, the congregation? Everybody say, take heart. take heart. There you go. Now I can hear everyone. Take heart because I have overcome the world. That's Jesus' word. He won already when he was crucified on the cross of Calvary. When he says, finished, he, is, he has finished our sin. Everybody say, amen. Any tribulation finished? Every dis, dis, discomfort finished? Every dis distraction is finished. Any tribulation that we experience, it's all finished. It's all done through the Christ who hang on uh, himself on the cross for our sins. When we look up on that cross, when we see that cross, we see victory. We see power. Everlasting power. Now, let me, let, let me talk about, so I'm going to talk on, I have three people I want to talk about that were distracted. Three people that were distracted in the Bible. If I have time, I'll, hopefully I'll cover at least two of them. The first one is my favorite, Jabez. How many of y'all know who Jabez is? Yabez. Yabez, Jabez. This is what the Bible said. Oh, Jabez, no, before that it says, Jabez was more honorable than, than his brothers. He was more honorable. He did something. Mom and dad did such a good job raising Jabez. I don't know what they did, but among all the brothers that he had, Jabez was just top of the line. He the one how if they need to go to the store, they will send Jabez. If there is any work to do, he would do it. If there is anything that the kitchen needs to be cleaned, Jabez will do it. If the dog needs to be fed, Jabez will do it. If he has to go fetch water from, from, from the yard, Jabez will do it. It's like Jabez everywhere. Here's Jabez. He's here. Jabez is there. Jabez everywhere. Jabez is there. Jabez washing mom's and dad's feet. Jabez, I mean, he's just everywhere. While brothers and sisters are just going around all over, just on their phones, watching TikTok. But Jabez was on target. He's on the spot. So the Bible said, his mother named him Jabez. 
saying she bore him in pain. Every time I, I, I read this part, do you, know, do you know what I do? Wait, wait. There's something that happened in Genesis. As soon as Adam and Eve sinned and were kicked out of the, uh, the Garden of Eden, he, was, he told them that Adam was going to be toiling the ground, that, that uh, Eve was supposed to give birth with pain. It actually says, I will increase your pain when you give birth. I, don't, I have never heard of a news where the baby just, pop come out just like that. Never. I never have. Has anyone heard anything like that? The baby just, boom. No, no, nothing. It does not happen, right? Now, because of technology now, uh, uh, there are uh, times where moms said, you know, I, I don't think I'll be able to go through the pain. So they will get, get injections. They will, epidural, I think that's what it's called, if I'm not mistaken. And then they have, they have uh, C-section, I, I believe that's what it's called. And then the babies come out. Even with that, the healing process still has pain. But I'll, every time I come to this first, I always say, why is she saying that? She's supposed to give birth with pain. Why would she put that on her, on her child? Why would, she, why would she name him that? He, had, he, did nothing. He, didn't, he didn't do anything wrong. He, he was just there. He, that wasn't his choice. But I know God has planned for him to be born. But it wasn't his choice. But why would she give him Jabez? So every time he walks around, pain, pain, pain. He's over there, pain. He's doing something, pain. He's laughing, pain. He's eating dinner. He's going to school, pain. He comes back, pain, pain. Who would name their child was pain? I say that to, to myself all the time. I shared this with, with, the, uh, with the youth group one time. I had a brother. His name is Ashchanaki. <laughs> That's exactly what they did. That's his name. The reason they gave, mom gave him his, that name is because she said she had a dream that two women dressed in white came and told her that she would bear a child. And it would be a boy. And then she needs to call him Ashchanaki. And so we didn't know that, of course, you know, years later when she was giving testimony. But Ashchanaki was Ashchanaki for the few years that he was, he was born. Especially with his, his, his uh, younger brother, he fought a lot. And it's always, there you go again, they're fighting. And then, of course, either mom or dad would come, or if those of us who knew, we just walk away. Because 10 minutes later, they'll come back and fight again. But if you go to Toronto and ask for his name, they'll tell you. He's such an amazing dude. God changed his life. God changed, even though he was named after Shibber. <laughs> right? That's the name. Even after he was, he was near after ship. But what am I saying all of these things? Ladies and gentlemen, the reason I'm saying this is because our children are our blessings. They are our blessings. They are blessings. They will take care of this church when most of us are gone. They will be the ones that will be leading, standing for the kingdom of God. Sometimes we may feel like, I think my children are not all in it. Sometimes they may, they may go astray. They may have friends that hang around with them. They don't want to. Now that social media has taken so much, our, their mind, their, their, their walk is, is completely consumed with what somebody else produced instead of what God produced and say, seek after, and then their heart is taken. We need to pray for that. Do you believe? Okay, let's, let's all stand up and we'll do one last prayer and then we'll dismiss. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time that you have given us for um, the special moment. As Pastor Alamayo said, this is a special day, special moment, Lord. We lift up every single child. 
of a parent, Father, in the name of Jesus. We know the struggle that they're going through, but we also know that you are God, that you are a God of blessings. Right now, Father, we pray that the blessing is over them, Father God. In the name of Jesus, in their coming and their going, the blessing touches them, Father God. That the blessing that your power, your Holy Spirit turns them around, gives them the, the, uh, the ability, the wisdom, the power to be able to turn around and say, Jesus, I come to you. Jesus, I seek you more. Jesus, I worship you more, Father. In the name of Jesus, all of us right here in this room, pray that anything that's coming against them, can you pray with me? Right now, all of us will in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, every demonic spirit, in Jesus' name, in whatever form or shape you come, we know your plan and we know your work. In the name of Jesus, right here, right now, agree together. In the name of Jesus, we call the name above all names. In the name of Jesus, get away from our children. In the name of Jesus, release our children. In the name of Jesus, release their mind, release their heart. In the name of Jesus, they belong to the King of Kings. They belong to the Lord of Lords. They belong to the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus, may the power of the kingdom of the light of God overcome them, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Today we pray, Father, that there will be a transformation of mind. There is a transformation of plans. There is a transformation of thinking, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord. We pray that you, everything that's taken up their minds, Father God, we clear up by your power, Father. Send your power, Lord. Send your Holy Spirit, Father. Send your Holy Spirit, Father. Cleanse them from anything that should not take up their minds in their hearts or spirits, Father. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. We pray freedom of our, our children. We pray wisdom over our children. We pray deliverance over our children. We pray victory over our children. We pray joy over our children. We pray freedom in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. We don't, even though we don't see it, we believe that heaven has responded. Heaven has responded. God has responded. We'll wait to see your marvelous work, Father. We'll wait to see your miracle, Lord. Thank you for giving us this time today, Lord. Bless our week, bless our Sunday, bless the rest of our works and our, our jobs, whatever we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody says.